Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Are you on Clubhouse? This is Dr. G. I am too. You know what? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory or you can put in at Podcasting MD. See you there. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. Dr. G is here, and today I have Bobby Kaler with me, and she is going to tell you about all of her, her awesomeness and what she is currently up to. Well, I don't know about the awesomeness, but I'll give it a try. So my name is Bobby Kaler, and I am a success coach, and I work a lot with entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs. And essentially what I do is I help people thrive in all the areas of their life that really matter to them. And in, in, I kind of operate based on three fundamental truths. So one is that the future can be changed. It's not set in stone. The second one is that we can change our own future. And the third one is that we don't have to wait, right? If we don't have the plan, that's okay. If we don't have all the answers, that's okay. We, we can get there. So that's kind of how I operate. Other than that, I live in Colorado at about 9,000 feet. I love cross-country skiing, uh, road cycling, paddle boarding, and hanging out with my two dogs and my husband. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Colorado. That's nice. Oh, and so uh, where, where in Colorado are you? Um, do you know where Grand Lake is? Uh, big city oh, near there, none. Tiny, tiny town. We're about tiny two town. hours okay. from Denver. That's a good way to put it. The fires that, that came through last year and they made the national news, they came yes. right through our town. Oh my God. I mean, it, it was scary. I mean, it was an emergency evacuation. Um, and it's interesting, interesting because um, it, a lot of us who were here that night, when we see the burn area, because it's completely scorched, it was like 198,000 acres. We're just oh my gosh. completely scorched. It's, uh, we see if someone's having a campfire or something and, and just the smell enough, it, it's, it's like, oh, I don't want to be around that. Cause it's, it, it was hard. It was, it was it's a very dramatic. scary night. It is. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was scary. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I can't imagine that. That's, that's just insane. Oh. And then, so, but you mentioned that, um, so you have good cross country skiing there. Oh. sounds like. Oh yeah. That's why I moved here. Okay. Oh, the, skiing. Okay. <laughs> the year before last, I was out 97 times and we had a bad snow season this year. So I was only able to get out like 78 times. So oh, but still, gosh. that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Is oh, a lot. I love it. It's just my favorite thing in the world. It really is. It's not easy to do that thing. Because no. I, I remember we were at a, um, some years ago, this is many years ago now when I was still pretty young, uh, you know, because, you know, I'm not that young right now. 
<laughs> but um, several years ago, uh, we were in um, Breckenridge, I think. Breckenridge? Yeah. No. Or was it Keystone? No, we went for we went to Keystone because it was for a scientific meeting. And I remember trying cross-country ski because I hadn't tried it before. And I was like, this is hard. <laughs> it is hard. It's so funny because it doesn't matter. Like I'm active the year round, but when I go out cross-country skiing for the first time in, in the year, the next day you wake up and you're like, I didn't even know I had muscles where I'm hurting right now. It's, oh my God. It's incredible. It's just, but, but it's also, it's addicting and it's peaceful out there and you're out in nature. Um, your biggest concern is up here. We have a lot of moose okay. and it's like, you know, sometimes you're skiing and you come face to face with a moose and they're enormous, you know, and they could, sometimes they turn on people. So that's, that can be a little um, unsettling. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's uh, that's intense. I mean, moose are not, yeah, like you said, not small, and they're pretty yeah. strong animals, you know. Yeah. So very. wow. Okay. Yeah. Do you carry like moose? Is there like a moose spray or something that you can use? No. Really. Thing? Okay. No. No. If you hopeful. encounter. Yeah, I wish if you're, if you encounter a moose, the thing is they don't have great uh, peripheral vision. So okay. the thing is you're supposed to get behind something or literally if, if, if they're following you and you just take a sudden turn, they won't necessarily see you. So oh, that's okay. what I've been told. I haven't, okay. I haven't, I haven't had to prove you haven't that tested theory, a theory yet, huh? yeah. and I hope I never do. <laughs> yeah. I hope you don't have to ever test that. That's, that would be bad. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So cross country. No, that's good. Um, that's a great way to stay in shape. Um, yeah. cause you know, like you said, it's, it's not easy to do. And cause it's cause so when we were at this meeting, um, we definitely did quite a lot of Alpine downhill skiing. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we tried the cross country and like I said, I thought it was the most challenging. And then um, we also did snowshoeing and we did um, ice skating. So we just nice. tried all the things, you know. Yeah. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun. What was your favorite of those four? I still think I like downhill. Yeah. yeah. I like downhill. Um, probably the best. Um, for like, you know, the, uh, I don't want to say adrenaline, but I guess I would say that yeah, for the adrenaline, adrenaline. Part, of it, for the adrenaline yeah. part of it. Um, ice skating was really difficult for me because I kept on falling and the ice was oh. super hard. And so that was, I just left with too many bruises. So I think that's why I didn't think uh, of that one as uh, a top choice. Yeah. And the snowshoeing was kind of fun in that, you know, you're getting from point A to point B, but I couldn't really... I didn't really see it as a sport, you know, like I saw it more like, Hey, this is just a way to get around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. It's just not my favorite, you know? So, but I mean, I get it. Like I get the reason why it was developed and, you know, I, I see the usefulness of it, but oh, yeah, you know, I was just kind of like, well, I'm probably not going to use this because, you know, I'm not going to be having to travel large distances, like over snow and lots of yeah. it. So um, but it was fun. It was fun to try it. That's fun. I'm glad you got to do that. Yeah, because now I live someplace tropical, so it's like, ah, uh, if I want to, if I want, if I want to <laughs> ski, I have to go to like Japan or something. Nice. 
So tell us about um, what got you into coaching and how, because there's always a story. There's always like a reason why we get involved in helping other people. What was, uh, what was, what's the deal? Like, what's your story? (laughs) There is definitely a story. So it's actually two people. Um, My, I was like six years old and a speech pathologist uh, that the school brought in for me um, evaluated my speech. And he told my mom, he, he said, she, in his opinion, I had catastrophic speech problems. Oh boy. I was never going to recover from them. And in my mom, when, when he told her that, and then she told me, um, she said, you know, we're not going to listen to him because you never let someone else tell you what you can or cannot do. Oh, smart mom. Wasn't she though? (laughs) I mean, think about how different my life would have been if she would have said, okay, well, that's just the way it's going to go. So she worked with me for years and years. And um, so she was one person. And then the second person, when I was in the eighth grade, I decided, because I still had speech problems. And I decided um, I I really needed to to challenge myself. And so I decided when I went to high school, I was going to take a speech class because I hated speaking in public, terrified. Like I was nauseous. I would, I mean, it was awful. It was just, it was terrible. And um, so I took a speech class and my speech teacher was Mr. Jordan. And, and as luck would have it, he was the speech and debate coach for our high school. So I gave my first speech and, and it was a train wreck. It was an absolute train wreck. Like it was supposed to be eight minutes long. And I was so nervous and I talked so fast that it was like five minutes and 20 seconds, not because I forgot anything, but because I talked that fast. And okay. I knew, yeah, I'm like, and I thought, okay, well, I, I knew I didn't do very well. And at the, when the bell rang and class was dismissed, Mr. Jordan said to me, he's like, Bobby, could you stick around for a minute? And I thought, he's going to kick me out of this class. Like, this is how bad I did. And instead, he said, Would, have you ever considered joining the speech and debate team? And I remember looking at him and I said, were you in the room for that? Because I know. Did you, did you just see what I just did? Like, really? <laughs> exactly. Because I'm like, that was a train wreck. And I remember he smiled at me and he said, yeah, it wasn't very good, but I think you have potential. And awesome. he said, awesome. isn't that amazing? I mean, how That's lucky great. was I? Yes. And, and he told me, he's like, you know what? I think if, if we become a partnership and he said, if you work as hard as I'm willing to work, he said, I think that you could be successful at this. And so I, I decided, I'm like, okay, well, I'll join the speech and debate team. Okay. And I remember we had this conversation and he said, um, what's your goal in joining the speech and debate team? And I said, well, I'd like to speak well enough that people don't make fun of me. And he said, that's it. That's your goal. And I said, yes, that is my goal. Cause that seemed like insurmountable. And he said, okay, he goes, well, if that's your goal, we'll work from there. And he said, just so you know, though, I think you could aim higher. Nice. And wasn't that good? And so it was a couple months in and cause I've been going to speech and debate tournaments and I was actually starting to do relatively well. And I remember one day <clears throat> I went back in his office and I knocked on the door and I said, Hey, I've been thinking about my goals. And he's like, yeah, tell me about it. And I said, I was wondering, do you think if I worked hard enough, I could become competitive? And I remember he got this big smile on his face. And he said, that's what I've been waiting for. And I worked with him. Isn't that, I mean, that's a coach. And, and, and I think that was working with him. That's why I fell in love with coaching because both Mr. Jordan and my mom, they really showed me that 
you know, there's such a big difference between our present performance mm -hmm. and where we can be. And, and I just, I mean, I fell in love with it because of that. So I think that's, that's why I do what I do because of those two people. That's a fantastic story. I love it. I love it. I love that mom was like, uh, no, no, I can't have that. Like, what is your problem? Like, come on, really? You yeah. are not going to dictate my daughter's future. No, nope. no, sir. And you know, what was really important about that too, is she refused to let me work with that speech pathologist. And because I, she and knew it was a quack. Well, <laughs> that was part of it. And it was funny though, because this was a small town. When I say small town, it was a farming village, like, you know, 50 people lived here. And so oh, when, that when is people, small. it was small. And so when people found out that she wouldn't let me work the speech pathologist, like the principal called her, teachers called her, the school board president called her. And they're like, Kathy, why won't you let, with her, let her work the speech pathologist? And I remember this, her answer was always the same. She said, why would I let her work with someone who's already decided that she's going to fail? Yep. And I Smart thought mom. that's brilliant. Because mm -hmm. what would he have coached me to? Right. He would have to the, to the below the medium, below the medium. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, right. Uh, oh uh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. No. no, good for her. Good for her. She was like, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing, but I probably will do a better job than <laughs> this person who doesn't believe. Right. That's you know? right. And that's, that's, it's so true for a lot of things. Like, um, like within parenting, it's like a lot of times you feel like, you know what? I have no idea. I have no clue what I'm doing. But at the same time, you're like, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing, but I have the belief in my child. I have the love for my child that it will work out. And yep. it usually does. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that belief is so important, you know, that and I, th I think there's also that commitment, like to put the work in, to put the effort in. I mean, my mom was so patient. I mean, I would struggle. I remember there were like, I couldn't say that there were a lot of words I couldn't say. <laughs> One of the words I couldn't say was milk. I couldn't make that LK sound. And, um, and she just worked with me over and over and like days and days and days. I don't know where she found the patience, but, but she did, you know, and that was, I'll never forget with that too. I'd get frustrated and I'd say, I just can't say that word. And she's like, no, you can't say it yet. Right. Right. And there's a huge difference in those two statements. So absolutely, yeah, she was, absolutely. yeah, she was willing to put the work in. Let's put, let's say that. Fabulous. Fabulous. Wow. Yeah. yeah mom's a really terrific person. It sounds like she was, she was very special. Awesome. 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 And then to, for her to go against the green like that in a small community, it takes a lot of oh. moxie. Yeah. <laughs> My mom uh, had moxie. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not an easy task at all. No, it's not. <laughs> not at all. She had moxie coming out of her pores. Let me just tell you. Love sometimes it. I got her into trouble, but you know. Well, I mean, moxie really always does get you in trouble, right? Because that's I mean, right. you're not, you're not being like everybody else. You're being different and people usually don't like that too much. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> but it gets you far though. It definitely does. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And then to have your teacher um, while you're in school to see your potential, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, I don't know what what he was thinking, like when he first heard your speech, he was like, oh, she got all that content in in such a short <laughs> amount of time. 
but she got all that content in, you know what I mean? Like, cause you, you, did you read a speech or did you know it um, offhand? It was memorized. Right. So you got all that content internalized, that's right. which is huge. You know what I mean? I so it's like, of that. so that's, that's, the, that's the first part of being a, a debate person. I don't know what they call themselves. What do you call this? A debater? Yeah. <laughs> that's debater. the first part of being a debater. That's the first mm -hmm. part of being uh, a speaker is to internalize the content right? It's yeah. the, the, you can always work on the delivery, but mm -hmm. if you don't know the content, then you, you don't have a speech. <laughs> That's right. I never really thought of it that way before. I was so focused on the, what were you thinking? But I was just nervous. But yeah, I mean, I knew all the content. And the other thing is I was passionate about the content. Nice. You know? Yeah. It was nice. Funny. Yeah. So he saw your passion. He saw that you had the intellect to be able to do the thing. And he was like, you know what, this is a diamond in the rough. I can just like help her along. And, you know, and I loved how he facilitated your discovery, like your self-discovery, you know, like he didn't just say outright that, you know, no, your goal should be this. Like, he yeah. heard your goal. He listened to you, which is like a huge deal, right? He listened to you and he acknowledged it. And he said, okay, this is your goal. This is what you want to do. Okay. And then let's, let's work towards it and did not push you further. This, this kept on exposing you to opportunity, right? This kept yep. on having you go to the competitions and seeing what is possible. And then from there, you came to your own realization that this is a possibility for you. And then you came back to him and said, you know what? I have new goals. That's, That's right. actually pretty genius coaching on his part. It's, it's very good. And that whole thing around the possibilities, right? Ex exposing someone to that raises your awareness so that then you're kind of willing to step into those possibilities. So yeah, that's, I was lucky. I mean, I was blessed to have worked with him. Absolutely. And, you know, it kind of speaks to that whole thing of, you know, people say this and it's really, really true. Like it, it takes, it takes a lot more to get over the hurdle of becoming something that you cannot see. Right. It takes a lot more energy yeah. to get over that. Now it, it's a lot easier when someone puts that in front of you, like when you're, you're seeing something and you're seeing people or you're seeing, you know, you're seeing a, a, a destination that is attainable because someone has attained it or someone yeah. has been there. And so, you know, that, you know, that part of the coaching that he did with you was really genius because, you know, you can describe something, you can tell it to somebody, particularly young people, because, you know, they're like, so impressionable, but at the same time, they kind of are, you know, still the frontal lobe's not completely developed. So they're still like, you know, trying to test the waters and figure things out and, you know, see what's, what can I do that's super dangerous without killing myself kind of deal. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, they don't always want to listen to the adults. And so for him to put you in a position where you got the exposure so that you could see what you can become, right? Despite yep. what, you know, our little friend, Mr. Quackery over there described, <laughs> you know, um, you know, that I think is, is just really, really great. Now, are yeah. you still in contact with that teacher or? We are connected via Facebook and we message awesome. each other. Um, and it was funny because I reached out to him and this was in the last year and I thanked him again. Um, and, and, I, and I described that interaction 
And because my question to him was, did you know that it was a significant event for me when he asked me to join the speech and debate team? And he said, you know, Bobby, he said, as a teacher, he said, I, I always wanted every person to know that they had greater potential. And he said, now, sometimes you extend that invitation and people refuse it because they're not ready. Sure. And he said, but he said, my job was to extend the invitation and to create the space. And he said, it just, you know, and I thought that's just a lovely way to look at it, you know? Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's great. And now yeah. because of that one, like one action, lots of people's lives have been impacted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's incredible. You know, it's like it, that one action has a ripple effect. So that's really neat. Huge. Yeah. Huge ripple effect. Right. And that's kind of like, um, years ago I was doing, it was volunteer work. I worked with high school um, students and we did leadership retreats and I always loved it. Cause like you'd have 80 students there and, you know, and then they'd leave after the weekend and they'd go out and, but what they learned changed their lives. And then they went out and changed other people's lives. And it's just oh, nice. this, this bigger and bigger ripple effect. And I'm like, like one, one of the kids who went through his, with me, his name was Trey. And I think he lived in the inner city in Indianapolis. And he left and he said, I want to create something better for my brother, like a place for him to, to, to have a place after school. And so he created, it was it, it's um, like a service organization for, for young kids. And he said that way, you know, he doesn't even have to consider a gang or something like that. Nice. And I thought that is amazing. Cause now think about how Trey has changed his brother's lives and all those other kids' lives. And that that's why, I don't know, that's, it gets me excited. <laughs> Cause no, I mean, that's, that's how we that's, change the world. That is exactly how we change the world. <laughs> that is exactly how. And so, no, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. And so you have to let, you have to let the tribe know how they can get in contact with you and and, and uh, find out about all of the things that you offer. So you just mentioned, you know, the program, but, you know, are there other things that are available to young people or is it specifically like, who do you serve? Yeah, right now I serve mainly entrepreneurs and then also like director level within organizations, directors, managers, VPs, that type of thing. Um, I am always looking for new volunteer opportunities for high school students. And I've also done things like, um, I don't know if you've heard of a program called Girls on the Run. Oh, yeah. It's for, uh -huh. oh, it's an amazing, I was a coach for them. It was amazing. I mean, just an amazing thing. Um, and so how people can reach me, my, my website is just bobbykaler.com. And that's a great way to get in touch with me. Also, I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit. It's just Bobby Kaler. And that's- And you I'm have to let people know how you spell Kaler. Yes, because, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. And so in my first name is also different because it's just B-O-B-B-I, no E. My mom <laughs> was very specific, no E. My birth certificate was actually wrong. It had an E on it and she went through the trouble of getting it fixed. So it's just Bobby with no E. And then Kaler is K-A-H-L-E-R. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And then from the site, they can get to all of the services and programs that you offer all of it. Plus my blog, my, the link to my podcast is there. Um, yeah, they can find out all about me there. Fantastic. Yay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And coming to us from Colorado. <laughs> That's right. The land is snow, except not yeah. right now. 
yeah, yeah, summertime, but in general, yes, you guys get yeah. a lot of snow, a lot of snow. Um, I've been to Colorado a couple of times, usually for meetings. The last yep. time I was there was probably, wow, 2019, actually, right before we wow. had our little situation. Um, I was there for um, uh, American College of Emergency Physicians uh, annual meeting, and we had it in nice. Denver. Yeah, it was oh, cool. Man. Was nice. Yep. We had a it's big, a beautiful. We, state. we had a big beer, um, you know, outside of the the uh, convention center. Is that beer there all the time, or is it like I a big blue know. beer all day, always there? So they had a big blue beer, and I thought it was really cool because they had the beer with a stethoscope around its neck. Oh you know, my goodness! A bunch of doctors there, and yeah. so um, it was really, really cool. And, and of course, you know, it was. I want to say it was in October. And mm. I was not expecting that it was going to snow, but it, it did. It snowed. It didn't snow to the extent of like, you know, having ability to do something with it, like within the city. Right. I mean, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure it probably got a lot more snow like up in up in the mountains. But um, so it was just, it was just kind of funny because I was like, oh, OK, this is like the annoying kind of snow. The one that, like, that's kind right. Of just, you know, it just makes you cold, but doesn't really you can't really use it for anything. <laughs> yeah, it's cold but, and slushy, you know, yes, at that exactly. Point. Yeah. So, but it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Um, Denver was a cool, cool place to visit. Um, and then Keystone was also really cool. Yeah. But I haven't been to state. like any of the other places because there's like, um, um, is there one called Colorado Springs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's south. That's of another Denver. larger, yep. larger city, right? It is growing so fast. It's amazing down there. And that's okay. where Pikes Peak is and Garden of the Gods. And it's okay. beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, so that's about that's about all of my uh, uh, Colorado uh, adventures. Yeah, well, hey, it's you saw some good things. That's that's the most important thing. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun for sure, for sure. Awesome. So um, you mentioned paddling. You say paddling, paddle so boarding, like paddle boarding. So it, I wonder yeah. if it's the same thing I'm thinking about. So it's like a surfboard, and you have an oar correct yeah and you stand up and you paddle okay so it is the same thing all right cool yeah yeah <laughs> i love so, it so that must mean that where you live is near water i am we live in a little community and we're about 200 steps to a small lake big okay. enough to paddleboard on and then we've got the three big lakes i don't know two miles away that's where they start got it. they're okay. beautiful the deepest i think grand lake is the deepest lake at this at, at, at elevation, either in the country or the world. It's very, very oh, okay. deep. And yeah, so it's beautiful. That's what we get a lot of tourists up here in the summertime for that. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. Paddleboarding is is cool. And yeah. you stand and do it. Yep. That's usually that tells me it, that you, you have a very strong core. I have a pretty well, especially because of the, the biking and the uh, and, and the cross country skiing. I do have a pretty strong core. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, the reason why I know that is because we went to Saipan last weekend for our anniversary, and nice. we tried paddleboarding for the first time. 
And first we started off because of course, you know, the locals, they're like, oh yeah, just try sitting on it first and then try kneeling and then you could try standing. So we were doing it sitting first and then we went to kneeling and that was pretty good. I didn't feel like I was going to turn over in the water at any moment, (laughs) but then I decided I was going to face my fear because the tribe knows I'm always looking for ways. That's right. And so I was going to face my fear and I was going to stand on this thing. And so of course I like wiped out a ton of times. But then this one time I was able to stand for a whole like two minutes. Wow. (laughs) It was amazing. But the whole time I literally was just like, like this wobbling. People can't see me, but I'm wobbling, you know, back and forth. And I'm like, why can't I keep (laughs) still on this thing? You know? And I found the reason was because my core is not that strong. I feel like if I had a strong core that that would allow for me to like stabilize my middle and, you know, like the center of gravity would be literally in the middle. So I wouldn't be like shifting my weight back and forth. Like I was, you know, to make it so unstable being on the board. Yeah. But it was fun. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I am definitely gonna try it again. I I had kind of like not, yeah, I, I didn't really I didn't really know. I was kind of like, oh, I don't know how about that. But I tried it and I actually liked it. And and so now I think I'll probably go out here and, and try it a little more. Yeah. And see how it goes. And it's one of those things too. Yeah, the core helps. And then the more that you do it, your legs and your feet kind of get, I don't know, they get adjusted to it. Like the way that they, 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 you know, ground themselves into the board. So the more you do it, it just becomes easier just kind of naturally anyway. And of course, there are a whole bunch of like little kids that's dipping by us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, this is how I felt when I was on that mountain in Colorado. All these little kids with no poles just sipping by and like yeah. laughing at me as I fell. You know, And they have and no fear still, about it whatsoever. Zero, zero. And they're like, whatever, I'm close to the ground. It's like no big deal. That's right. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, you're in a different, different boat. <laughs> yep. Completely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now paddle boating is fun here. They have, um, a sport. It's kind of like crew, but it's not, it's called paddling, but it's, it's basically the boats are long boats, but they have a, an extension on them. The thing comes over and then there's like another like buoyant thing that is attached to it. And basically it's traditional, like the traditional boats of the indigenous people here, but there's like a coxman and then they're, you know, like they row as a team. It's oh, really cool man. to watch. Yeah. It's neat. Really That'd neat. be cool. I love, I love rowing. You know, I haven't done that in years, but I, I love the way that they just work in unison. It's, yes. it's amazing to me. And it, there's so much work that goes into it. It's not, it's not, it doesn't just happen. No, no, (laughs) No. not by any stretch of the imagination. Definitely does not. And your whole body is involved. (laughs) Your legs, your back. Another great workout. Shoulders. Yes, yes. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible workout. That is for certain. Awesome. You know, this has been such a really cool conversation, Bobby. I appreciate you sharing the story of, well, the stories of the two important people in your life that have influenced the trajectory of your life. And that is just amazing. And I know that that story is encouraging, you know, 
a lot of people who are listening because we're not immune to being told we can't do something or that someone that we love can't do something and being in the position of which way am I going to go with this? Am I going to accept the advice of the quote unquote professional or am I going to go with what I believe to be true and actually almost do the opposite? and make sure yeah. that my loved one thrives. So, you know, that is a huge move of bravery and that your mom undertook. And then, you know, kudos to your, to your teacher for seeing the potential in you and yeah. recognizing it to the point where he felt like he could cultivate it and then guiding you without, um, without, um, being oppressive, I guess, and maybe oppressive yeah. is not the right word, but, but guiding you through like being a mediator instead of like, and a facilitator, being a facilitator instead of like, you know, this is how you should do it. And this is what you should do. And these should be your goals. And so I think that's so important because oftentimes we do need to have that like self-discovery. We need to have that um, self-realization in order for us to have the true buy-in to yep. realize that we could be awesome, right? I mean, yeah. until you truly believe it, you're never gonna, you're never gonna be it, right? Like nope. you're never gonna, you're never going to accept the fact that you can be better tomorrow than you were yesterday. Like you won't accept yeah. it because you'll be like, ah, now I'll just, I'll just stay right here. I'm good. Yep. You know. So and you know, I was kudos terrified. to those people. Yeah, because I was terrified. I remember the first tournament I went, I went to. I was completely terrified to do it. And, and he just kind of held that space. And so, yeah, I was blessed. No, it's a fantastic opportunity. So, yeah, and clearly you've taken full advantage and you've been paying it forward <laughs> as well. So, you know, that, and I think that part is the, the part that is most telling, right? Because we can be given gifts, we can be given opportunities, but, you know, it's what we do in return. Right. If you, so, you have definitely, you know, you're constantly looking for opportunities where you can help, you know, young people who are in the same shoes as you were, you know, help yeah. them to be better. So, that's how you're paying it forward. So, and as a result of that, you know, you're getting a continual ripple effect of people paying it forward. So, you know, that is, that's like the best gift that your mom, that you could give your mom. That's like the best gift that you can give your, your teacher. Because, you know, that's like a, that's like a, almost like a perpetual gift. It's pretty cool. You know, it's part of their legacy, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, that's awesome. That is so awesome. So the audience knows how to get in contact with you. They're going to go to B-O-B-B-I-K-A-H-L-E-R.com and check out, check out all the amazing things that you have there. And they're going to reach out to you if they feel like you are fit, right? They're going to reach out to you and they're going to get involved with you. Now we are at that point in the show where we do our fill in the blanks. Okay. This is our tradition on the show. And I would like to, I have a question for you before we get started. Okay. Are you ready? You yes, ready I am. The blanks? Okay. All right. Great. Yes, I am. <laughs> I think so. Great. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> All right. So the first one is if I am fearless, I will. I will pursue my passions and my dreams no matter what. Nice. Nice. The next one is to me, fearless freedom means. Hmm. Choosing courage, even if I feel fear. 
Sweet, sweet. And then last but not least, my battle cry is. Mm, my battle cry is be my own hero, right? Um, and then it's also related to what my mom said when when she said, you know, never let someone else tell you what you can or cannot do. I've kind of uh, swizzled that into decide for myself what my limitations are. Someone else doesn't get to tell me that. Amen. Love it. <laughs> my mom Love comes back it. again. <laughs> I know. Mama is, she's a bomb, it seems like. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And um, thank you for giving to the Fearless Freedom Tribe. We really appreciate it. And we wish you all the best, Bobby Taylor. <laughs> thank you. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome.